You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. The world is filled with many questions, such as, did giants exist? What is junk DNA? Does it mean that you're trash? Do you ever wonder if aliens have underwater bases in our oceans, and that's why there are so many UFO sightings off the coasts of islands all over the world? How serious even is climate change, and when should we start building our rafts? Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Bruna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore the answers to these questions and many, many more in our new podcast, Mystery Mystery of Everything, Everything. available everywhere you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. I'm Cassie. And I'm Christina. We're from My Worst State, and uh, we just wanted to introduce you to our good friends, Katie and Nathan. And they asked us to let you know that they curse on this show. Ew. So if you hate cursing, you should get out of here. But if you love it like we do, stick around. Yeah. And if you really, really love it, then come check out our show. Again, it's My Worst State. You're going to love us because gosh darn it, we do curse quite a lot over at My Worst State. (laughs) So have fun today on Queen's Podcast. And then, you know, maybe afterwards, just come check us out for some bad dating stories. Cheers. Hi, this is Katie. And this is Nathan. And you're listening to Queen's Podcast, the show about badass women in history. So today on Queen's Podcast, we are starting off with a nasty ass drink. Nasty ass drink. Oh Yay. My God. It tastes like paint thinner. Woo! Nathan, tell us about this drink. This what? drink is called Olympia. And we are doing an episode on Olympias, the mother of Alexander the Great. The greatest. And um, it, this drink is a, a mixture of like rum cherry flavored brandy and lime juice y'all i'm Um, having to take like the most delicate little sips because it is like it is going to take the enamel off my teeth i feel like no it really (laughs) will and um, just on backup we have some wine we have wine as like a palate cleanser because i don't know how much more i can take of this (laughs) right hey they drank wine in ancient greece yeah and so olympias uh, uh, hello. hello. She was a fierce woman of the wife of the king of Macedonia, but famously, obviously, Alexander the Great's mom. Yeah, and um, some historians said that he inherited his thirst for blood from her, so... Mmm, delicious. Um, mm. Big shout out to Ryan from the History of Ancient Greece podcast for the suggestion for this episode. Um, he's been a really great friend to the show, and he's suggested this subject since day one and you know usually whenever we start learning about a queen i at least kind of already know a little bit about her i didn't know anything about olympias and it was a really fascinating journey to learn all this so thanks ryan cheers to ryan cheers to ryan so olympias was born around 375 bc in epirus which is now the region between like greece and albania so if you're really good at geography you know you, where that you know is, where that is. <laughs> you know all epirus um she was born to like this well first of all she was born her given name was polyxena i think polyxena <laughs> Polly. 
Polly. <laughs> <laughs> um, she had four names throughout her life. She, like, changed her name in different stages in her life. She's kind of like Prince, yeah. you know, and just, like, <laughs> artistly, formerly known as Prince. She just needs her own symbol so that, like, But I'm glad she didn't go by a symbol because you couldn't really put that in podcast form. Wouldn't be no, good no, for the audio be, listeners. That'd be kind of different. Um... <laughs> Yeah, so her family was this tribe called the Molossina. You're so much better at pronouncing things. Molossians. Okay, I'll just point to you. <laughs> you, just have, you just have to sound fabulous. You just have to it. sound fabulous. So they, he, he, her they dad really was the king. Powerful. Yeah, her dad was the king of Epirus. And the Molossians were this family that believed that they were descendants of Achilles. And if you remember your ninth grade Greek mythology reading, you'll remember Achilles was the hero of the Battle of Troy. And he has the Achilles heel. Yeah. That's what that whole thing is named after. uh, I think Achilles was part god. So not only did they think they were part of a, like, from a family of warriors, they also think they're just part part god, you know, like, like you do. (laughs) <laughs> like you do in ancient Greece. Like you do in ancient Greece. And she also had a brother named Alexander because they also weren't super creative with names in ancient Greece. No, they weren't. They weren't. Her upbringing, nothing is particularly known specifically about her education. It was so long ago and it, she was a woman, so she, that wasn't documented. But... It is said that Alexander inherited his love of learning from her, so I think it was probably slightly above average of an ancient Greek girl. Yeah, but but a typical education for a royal daughter in ancient Greece would be she probably would have been taught at home as opposed to her like, brother who would be off at a gymnasium because yeah. he's going to be an Olympiad. <laughs> oh. No, that's actually just what they called schools. A school. Gymnasiums. <laughs> she definitely learned how to read. Yeah, and she would have probably learned languages. She would have learned like a little bit of math. Fuck that. But yeah, but girls, theirs was much more focused on music and dancing and weaving and art and stuff like that, which I would have been down for. I know, right? I would have wanted that. And I would have just been like, let's read and dance all day. I would still love right, to do that. Right? Sounds fantastic. Let's get like a visual picture of her. So she was said to be a redhead and she was very fiery and very beautiful. Yeah. She was yeah, she was said to be absolutely gorgeous and just like a force to be reckoned with even at the beginning. Of course she needs to meet a cute little boy. Ooh. And, and so, he's got to be powerful. And where could I find one? Oh, yeah. Macedonia, Philip II. So her, <laughs> um, her father died when she was about 15, and her uncle signed a treaty with King Philip of Macedonia uh, to marry Polly. So, well, he was... He was a big fucking deal. This was... BFD. Big this, fucking deal. This was a BFD for her family. Macedonia, which... You know, if you took world history or ancient history in school, you learned became a huge superpower. Um, when Philip came to the throne, it was just, it was sort of the boonies, you know? Yep. And he just brought it up to speed. He was like, we're going to conquer this shit. We're going to start learning so we can read and communicate with other people. So a very strong a force. Yeah, he was a very strong force. <laughs> but around this time, she called herself Myrtle. Yeah, she changed her name to Myrtle. Was, was she a fertile Myrtle? I think that's what she was trying to be like, hey, I'm a fertile Myrtle. Let's get, get married. It. <laughs> um, yeah, so Philip already had 
other wives. I think all together he had seven wives by the end but of his life. But that's usual in that, that culture. Was, that was normal then. Um, he was probably about 28, and she was about 18. That's not that bad. That's really not that bad when no. you think about, like, it was really common for them to marry 14-year-old girls to 50-year-old men. So, I know. It's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> this one, not so much. This like, isn't I don't, bad. I don't feel as weird about this one. They probably met before their engagement. So I think when they were betrothed, they already knew each other and they already liked each yeah, other. Yeah, and the legend has it that they had previously met at this religious ceremony um, and Philip was already just like who is this hottie she is fiery and beautiful how do i get her into my life i need to tap that so yeah they met at this religious ceremony for the first time and um, philip was like all ready to pitch it up with her and get yes the ceremony was called um initiation of the mysteries of kaberi and so this ceremony was to like worship these deities and a celebration of Fertility for sailors? So no, it was it was like <laughs> how are these things related? Layered, like it was all about like sailors coming home safely and everything, but it was also for fertility because I think all of their religions were also for fertility. Well, I mean, if the sailors come home, they want to fuck their wives so that they can have babies. That's true. So maybe that's and like, it's ancient Greece, so maybe they just also want to fuck each other. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, anyway, one part of the initiation into this cult is all the participants had to, like, state the worst things they had ever done. And the ceremony lasted for nine days. It was all about, like, the people who were being initiated secluding themselves. Oh. So they would have spent a lot of time together in close quarters. And I think, I really do think that they bonded at this time. Well, no, I think... It, I read that Philip was just wanted her. Yeah. And she, you know, just sitting here doing a religious ceremony like, oh, this, yeah. this fancy but man. I, I do think that, um, of course, it was a arranged marriage and it was for political alliance. But I do also think that they really did, at least at this point, have feelings for each other. Yeah. So they ended up getting married. And uh, about a year after their marriage, Philip... <laughs> had this horse who won in the Olympics. and So, so she changed her name to Olympias. What? Why what the if, hell not? What if I changed my name every time my husband got a promotion to something <laughs> that was, like, related to his job? Like I'm I, the I, associate I, general. <laughs> my, I am the process analista. <laughs> I think it's pronounced analista. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> be bougie here. But yeah, so they get married and they have like this fiery relationship. Passion. Passion. <laughs> so Philip already had one son from one of his other wives. He was named Philip too. He was named Philip too because again, they're not super creative. And he was a little bit like dim-witted. So yeah, like today we say he was mentally handicapped. There was a rumor that went around that Olympias poisoned Philip, the Philip the son. Baby Philip. Baby Philip. <laughs> to and that resulted in him becoming dim-witted. But like uh that's th- Is that how poison works? Like does it make you Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> this is fake news. Get yeah. off CNN. Yeah, I'm sure <laughs> CNN spreaded that rumor. So after you get married, it's time to bone. So it's, it's about that time. business time. Yes, ma'am. It's about that time, ladies and gentlemen. When you get married, you got to get laid and you got to have babies. That's number one. Number one job for queens, even since the beginning of recorded time. 
having making heirs, making babies. Wow! <laughs> so something I learned that uh, I thought was interesting. So you know how in like the Renaissance and like Tudor time and stuff, we've read about you know they'd be brought to like the marriage bed, and people would like watch them to the make sure they bed. consummate oh, <laughs> the boning bed. Please don't ever say that again. <laughs> oh, my. oh my god. Oh, we're here at the boning bed. Oh and, my god. And stop. so I've got my aunt and my uncle watching stop. me bone on the boning bed. That's no, what it was. No, seriously, stop. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess you could still call theirs the boning bed, but it was called the bridal chamber. Oh. And so they would go into the bridal chamber and the door would be locked from the outside. <laughs> And then, like, on the outside, like, the partying would continue right outside the door of the boning chamber. <laughs> and everybody, they would, like, have harps playing and dancers dancing la, 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 and people singing la, la, and drinking la, la, wine. All to celebrate. That's kind of fancy. It's kind of fancy, but it's still kind of creepy. So it's better than, like, Having Catherine... people watch you? Yeah, like Catherine de' Medici. Yeah, <laughs> like, like yeah. she had her, like, parents watching her and yeah, her family. Yeah, not her parents because she was an orphan. But, yeah, like, but yeah. still, like, the her... Pope. This is this is pre to Pope, so no Pope involved. Um, so she had a little girl named Cleopatra, and no, 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 that's not the one that was like. But they are that Cleopatra's ancestors. They're right? related. Or not, they're related. Or, yeah. Anyway, they the, were Macedonian. Yeah, and and that Cleopatra, the Ptolemies, were Macedonian as so, well. So. Quite possibly related. That's where she got her name. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> and also, it was just a common name. So... Cleopatra to, was, like, to ancient Greeks, was, like, the Catherine to the Tudor times. Right? No, I feel <laughs> like that. named Cleopatra. So, obviously, she has Cleopatra, who, as we know, that we've talked about, women who are born in that time are just, like, little bargaining chips for marriage. Yeah. And just to try to... So, not a whole lot is known about her... No. ...childhood. But... First, she had a son named Alexander. You Maybe know. you've heard of him. The Great. Some people say he was pretty great. Nathan, I can't drink this drink anymore. Do you want the rest of it? Oh, uh, well, like, I guess here are tradesies. Yeah, I'll take the wine. <laughs> Jesus. I have to drive. I can't drink that. Hate dinner. So, um, what's, yeah. what's so great about Alexander the Great? He was raised by a badass mama. Duh. Where'd he get his smarts at? He get it from his mama. Where'd he learn to boss that? He get it from his mama. Where he wrote room shit. Where he from his mama. Where he learned killing it. He get it from his mama. Okay, sorry. Sorry. I had, I had never heard that song until about 15 minutes ago. Sorry. <laughs> no, but he, he real, got it from his mama. He got it like, from his mama. Uh, we're not, I don't want to talk too, too much. Obviously, we're going to talk some about Alexander the Great because um, that's why she's famous. She she raised him and and she and this is why he was as great as. But he was. like you can go on to wherever you get your podcast from and find at least a hundred episodes about Alexander the Great and dozens of full podcasts dedicated to him. And I feel like I don't want to talk too much about his accomplishments because you can find that somewhere. I was completely unable to find any one single episode just about Olympias. So oh, I don't want to yeah. talk. I don't want to talk too much about what he did. You know who he is. Go figure it out if you don't. But and was, she raised him. And she raised him. And she was a huge influence on him. So whenever she gave birth, there were these like omens. That well, like happened. before he was conceived, or when he yeah, was conceived. like whenever she yeah, like what, before she was giving birth, she had this omen. And the night before their wedding, Olympias dreamed that a lightning bolt struck 
her womb, like yeah. struck her belly, and it was set on fire. And everything was set on fire. Pardon and- me while I burst into flame. <laughs> <laughs> and then the night of their wedding, Philip dreamed that he pressed a seal onto his wife's womb that had a lion on it. I don't know if they had any omens around about this surrounding their daughter. Nah, fucking patriarchy. Fucking patriarchy. Or what pretty much any hero from like the Greek time you're is gonna be like, oh, their parents had these dreams and these omens and stuff. That was a big fucking deal as well. So let's talk about Prince Alexander. So Uh, yeah, let's call him Prince Alexander for now because he does have that uncle named Alexander. And it's like Cleopatra and Ptolemy. There's just too many. So for this part of the story, we're gonna call him Prince Alexander. So from the time he was born, Olympias had one objective in life. Make Alexander king. Prince Alexander king. Make him king. Um, She was very involved in his upbringing. She was constantly telling him about his relationship with Achilles, his noble blood, how they're descended from the gods. And that reminds me of Maggie Beaufort. Yeah, if you haven't... A.K.A. Maggie Beaufort. Beaufort. If you haven't listened to the episode that we did with Tudor Hardly Know Her, you should go. We did an episode with them about Margaret Beaufort. And it's just these... These like tiger mothers, you know, that are yeah. like they're like you are destined for greatness. You have to do this. You them. have to do that. And it really, um, for Alexander at least, it really did put a sense of um, family duty. He was like, I have to become a great ruler. I have to because I need to um, withhold the traditions of my family. Yep. And so maybe if it wasn't for her being like, you need to do this. You're great. Live up to it. Blah, blah, blah. He wouldn't have been who he was today? He wouldn't. You know, who knows? That's, that's he may have just why. been some other king. Where did he get his ass from? He get it from his mama. Got it from his mama. <laughs> so, Philip and Olympias' marriage was a little bit rocky. Yeah. They were a little jealous of each other because, I mean, Philip had like six, six fucking wives. Yeah. and That's a lot to live up to. And I really think also they were too similar. They were both proud and power hungry and he was used to his wives being like, oh, you're going to go sleep with your other, one of your other wives tonight. That's cool. And that just, that was not how Ollie rolled. Then one night, Philip comes to Olympias's bed, unannounced, and she's sleeping with snakes. And they never slept together again. Wait, what? Snakes? Yeah. So let's, let's... Rewind. Uh, wait, wait, wait. I've slept with a couple of snakes in my life. Oh, not the, mm. <laughs> but not the, not the literal mm. ones. Yeah. <laughs> the figurative no. ones. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. No, these were actual, like, serpents. Um, she was a devout member of the cult of Dionysus. So Dionysus was the god of wine and theater. Um, yay! Can I join? Cheers to that. <laughs> I want to be in the cult of Dionysus. Just go to plays and drink wine all day. That sounds awesome. Uh, amazing. Also, she's the goddess of uh, fertility. So God, Dionysus is a god. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bro. it does sound like it does sound like a um, goddess name. But yeah, so he was the god of fertility. And so you could see how a queen would be like, my number one duty is to make some babies. Of course she's going to be, like, worshipping the god of fertility. Um, And also wine. And also wine, (laughs) because wine is delicious. So she had two main symbols that represented him in ancient Greece, and that was the snake and the phallus. Talking about dongs. Dong, dong, dong. Um... But no, it, I just I just thought it was really interesting, and 
this religion was so important to her that it kind of broke my heart to read that he was like, walked in, saw her with the snakes, knowing that's part of like the religion that's important to her. And he's like, nope, never sleeping with you again. And could you imagine? Like, it just, it broke my heart for her. I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's the culture at the time. Like, yeah. that was the the god of fertility. Or, like, the god of It was of kind wine. of like, you know, they had their gods, but then you kind of picked, like, your bay god. Like, this is my main god. <laughs> this is my main chick. Dionysus. I'm gonna drink wine, watch some plays, get pregnant. What? What? Hoo-dee-hoo. So, as ancient kings do, Philip gets married again to a woman named Cleopatra. Uh, of course she was named Cleopatra, but a.k.a. we're going to call her Cleopatra Eurydice. So she was full Macedonian. Full-blooded. Whereas Ollie was an outsider, and so she feared that if new Cleo had a son with Philip, it would knock her son, Prince Alexander, who was the heir, out of line to inherit Prince Alexander would have been in his like yeah late he was like teens, in his late teens now. Like, the wedding was drama, 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 drama. So and much drama. One of Philip's generals, who happened to be the uncle of Cleopatra Eurydice, uh, stood up, stood up to make a toast and said that he wished this marriage would produce an heir who was full Macedonian. And Ollie was like. Hey, Alex, you going to take that shit? And Alexander stands up and is like, basically, oh, what the fuck, dude? And Philip was like, dude, sit down and shut up. And stomped over to Alex to be like, you need to apologize to and my general. literally hit him or, like, try to start a fight. Try to start a fight, but then Philip, like, fell down. Like, and he Al- couldn't even, because he was drunk and he was kind of old. Uh, yeah, and Alexander was like, okay, dude, you want to rule the world, but you can't even walk across the room? <laughs> Come no. on, Mom, let's so the two went into voluntary exile. So life in exile is uh, Ollie like goes to live with her brother Alexander, the yeah. king of Epirus. Yeah, King Alexander, as opposed to Prince Alexander. And Prince Alexander accompanies her on the journey, and then he kind of like goes on to do his own thing, get his own group together to try to start um, making his claim in the world. Yeah, and exile generally lasts that long. This is where the names and the family ties start to get... A uh, little confusing. A wee bit. Murky. Philip is like, okay, look, King Alex, which is Olympias' brother, I want to keep my ties with Epirus, but obviously the jig is up with me and your sister. Yeah, she lost her shit. So um, why don't you marry my daughter, Cleopatra? So basically he's proposing that Alexander, uh, Ollie's brother, marries his niece, Cleopatra, which is Olivia's daughter. daughter, (laughs) Uncle, daughter. You know, totally normal. This really (laughs) pissed off Olympias. It was like a slap in the face to her and saying that she was basically not necessary anymore. But like King Alexander was like, cool. Yeah. That's That's cool. cool. So let's talk about this totally normal uncle-niece wedding. It's totally not normal. It's like totally dysfunctional. It was... it was a it was a big fat Greek wedding. I just I thought of that. Oh my god! All the family gets together. It was a huge ordeal. Um, not only just the family. Like I read that Philip was basically like he was trying to use this event to show people that he was trying to make alliances with come to my daughter's wedding. People that he had already conquered, trying to make peace 
them being peaceful with him being their ruler now. Come to, Come to my wedding. Like, he was trying to throw just, like, the party of the century. Come to Macedonia. We will run this shit. We are going to have the best party. <laughs> and it was also to celebrate that he was about to take, take on a tour to try to conquer parts of Asia. And so it was building alliances. It was um, his daughter's wedding to his brother-in-law. And <gasps> um, it was also kind of peacocking you know yeah being no, like it really is who look doesn't how, look like how a awesome good macedonia is so it's unclear if she ollie was actually there yeah but alexander prince alexander was definitely there and, and philip. philip was definitely there who at this point only had one eye he had <laughs> lost one of his eyes. oh he's been battling his whole damn existence so is he like a one-eyed snake <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry so philip at one point he ordered his guards away because he yeah. wanted to look like he was, you know, like one with the yeah, people. Yeah, he like, didn't want to. He was really trying to make himself look more relatable. So he was like, guards, y'all go. We're good. Except one of his guards who was pissed at him for, uh, it's complicated, because it's ancient Greece and everything's a Greek tragedy. One of his guards was pissed off at him for something. BFD, big fucking deal. It was a big fucking deal. <laughs> and so like he sent his guards away. As one guard hangs back and then has a Celtic knife or Celtic blade is what I kept reading. So I don't know how he got that. But (laughs) with his Celtic blade, he fucking killed Philip. Dead. Dead. And then he tried to escape because there was somehow a horse out back waiting for him. A nice horse was out back Mm. waiting for him. But while he was trying to get escape. How convenient. How convenient. I wonder who put that there. While he was trying to escape, he got caught up in um, some grapevines and they were able to catch him and he was killed on sight. Killed. But uh, do you think that Olympias had anything to do with it? AKA Myrtle? I I don't think Polly Myrtle Ollie was. (laughs) Is that her boxing name? Yep. Yep. I don't think that she was particularly upset by the news. I honestly don't think there's enough evidence to say she was. Or wasn't behind it, but I I believe that she could have been. Oh, I'm I'm so diplomatic. I'm on the fence. I don't know. I think she had a hand in it. Like to be yeah. honest, like I think she may have like I mean heard about it she beforehand. She was fucking ruthless, and and it's totally plausible that ruthless. She, she was ruthless. <laughs> um, hashtag ruthless. But it's totally plausible that she would have had the intel to know. Oh, one of his guards is already a little pissed at him. One of his guards, because I think like the guard was mad at him because Philip had made fun of him. So like what? It's very plausible that she would have already known, oh, there's one person that's susceptible. Because it's not like she he was mad at Philip because Philip stabbed his mom. It was just like, oh, he made fun of you or something. Yeah, and I honestly. So she's like, there's somebody that's susceptible to overreacting. And so she was like, well, let I, him let him overreact. How can I put a serpent in his ear? And fuck that bitch. Yeah. So, and so Philip is dead. So it's totally possible that she could have been behind it. It's totally possible that she wasn't, but... So Alexander ends up taking the throne. Yes. Ollie Olymp- gets to return to Macedonia. Hello, Macedonia. I missed you. The very first thing she does whenever she returns is orders the execution of Cleopatra... Uh, Eurydice and her two kids, a son and a daughter. There's so many st- 
different stories about this incident. So some say that she was that all three of them. Uh, new Cleo and her two kids were burned alive. Um, some say the children were murdered and a new Cleo committed suicide as a result. It should be noted that the now King Alexander... He's uh, no longer Prince Alexander. He no, is. he's King, king He's not yet Alexander the Great. He's just King Alexander. Yeah, he was just super annoyed at his mom for killing Cleo yeah. and the daughter. Yeah, because, I mean, I think that um, Alexander would have always ordered the son to be murdered because it was ancient Greece and that's just how you rolled. But I don't, there was no point in killing the mother and the daughter. Yeah. There was just like, no point in it. I think he was honestly like, Oh, so mom, he was like, Whoa, he was like, Whoa, my mom might be insane. I knew she was, um, a little rough around the edges. But then Alex like goes off to like, conquer the fucking world. Yeah. And, um, it's at this point that she's like, look, Good luck taking over the world. BTW, Philip was not your father. Zeus is your father. Alice is like, yeah, yeah, that seems legit. He's like, yeah, no, that sounds about right. Yeah, I totally agree. And he literally goes off to conquer every fucking thing. Every fucking thing. (laughs) Okay, so, um, sadly, she never, they never see each other face to face again. Um... Alexander becomes Alexander the Great and goes off conquering for 13 years or something. So you just conquer shit when you're Alexander. Yeah. So And Ollie was like fighting for power. Yeah. And they, they kept, they kept in contact the entire time. Like they wrote letters or whatever. I say, or whatever. That was the only option. (laughs) It's not like they could have phone calls. They wrote letters. Alex left this dude Antipater and Antipater was like this super old guy that had been like real tight with Philip. I think he, whenever he he was old, so, but I think when he was younger he was one of Philip's generals and they just grew tight and so Alex trusted him as well. Yeah, they got it right, they got it tight. Yeah. Like they were get it tight right, bros. Get it right, get it tight. Um, he had a son named Cassander and just keep that name in mind. Yeah, he's just a little just, like asterisk. Just keep it in mind. <laughs> Antipert um, Antipater and Ollie were constantly bickering, like, back and forth. Like, they did not like each other. And they'd, like, each of them would send Alexander letters being, like, he's being a dick to me. And he'd be, like, she won't fucking calm down. And Alex was, like, hey. I think my mom might be a shit starter. <laughs> yeah. So do try to keep her out of trouble, please. Yeah, and he did urge Antipater to keep her out of politics. Spoiler as, alert. As Olympias, much as possible. Yeah. Olympias lived to cause a lot of fucking trouble she for thought, Antipater. She did not try to stay out of politics. But one cool part of her story that there's just really not a lot of information about is, um, so her brother died. Her brother, the other King Alex of... King, the, the, the former King yeah, Alex. of Epirus died. She became the regent for her cousin, whose name was Aesides, I believe. Sure, Aesides. And um, he was a minor. So they were and, like, they sent for her and they're like, come over, we need you to be the regent until he gets older. And not much is known about her time. Nothing is really known about this time except for that they definitely became close. They became friendly. He didn't resent her or anything. But I haven't read a whole lot of other stories about women being asked to be regents, especially not even just for their husband, just for like 
a distant cousin in like a land she doesn't even live in anymore. Take that patriarchy. So she <laughs> must have been doing okay. She must have been really well respected. Is yes. what I take from this. So whatever went down, A sides was loyal to Olympia the rest yeah. of her life. Yeah, they were they were cool. So um, while Alexander was off conquering and being the great for many years. He suddenly died in 323 BC. I think it's from like a, a fever and he yeah. was in Yeah, well, there's, there's a lot of different um, like conspiracies. and Somebody may have poisoned they, him. Well, okay, but it took him 11 days to die. And so huh. that's why like most historians are like, nobody would have, like you don't take 11 days to die from poison. So it is most likely that he just got a fever and died because it's ancient times and people just died of fevers you know i'm sure she was devastated oh i'm sure she was devastated but she does not have time to like sit around and mourn so he had three wives and one of them roxana um roxana no (laughs) you better put on the real life she was pregnant at his time of death um and so succession didn't really go like we think now a king has a son and that son automatically inherits the throne that's not how it worked back then necessarily that she was pregnant but even if she did have a son you know he might not be the heir yeah and in fact on alexander's deathbed they asked him who should rule after him and he just said the best one of you. Okay. Like, cool. Super Thanks. fucking helpful, buddy. Super helpful. That really helps us. Um, so she summoned all three of the wives she was like, Y'all to just... come stay with her. And because who knows, maybe another one of them they could find out was pregnant too. But either way, she's like, come to Macedonia. Y'all hang out with me. And then uh, Roxana, current Alexander, you know, dead Alexander. Dead Alexander's uh, pregnant wife. His main chick. She was his main wife. And she... Maybe or maybe didn't kill the other two widows. No, I don't. Uh-uh. I mean, do but you do you think that Olympias had something to do with it? I can just imagine Olympias like them all sitting around drinking some wine, hanging out with snakes, and her being like, <laughs> her being like. I mean, it would be really convenient if you were the only widow, right? I'm just gonna pretend like I'm just gonna leave happened, my uh... snake right here for you <laughs> and my phallus. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, so maybe she had some influence. I think she did. If if it even happened, but... Oh, yeah, no, it's like 300 BC. Yeah, so um, (laughs) Roxana did have a baby, and it was a boy... Um, that he, she named Alexander because of course she fucking did. So now we're just going to, we're going to call this one baby Alexander. Baby. Um, so, but not a lot of people were super keen in having a baby as a king, namely Cassander. Do you remember Cassander? I mean, his dad had been the regent while Alexander was out being, you know, fucking great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, if you think the old regent and Ollie butted heads, you haven't seen anything yet cassander and ollie hated each other cassander the salamander oh (laughs) them trying to figure out who the fuck was going to be king is this long and drawn out story so we're just gonna skip it yeah there's no point and it has nothing it has nothing to do with her so um cassander decided that he was now regent 
And people just kind of rolled with it because they didn't want war. And he named his uh, Alexander's dim-witted brother Philip the new king. And dim-witted is a nice way yeah, to say Yeah, remember earlier in the show, whenever Ollie first married Philip, we mentioned he already had a son, but he was like mentally slow. slow. So that's who Cassander was like, oh and- no, this is the rightful king. Because it's somebody that he can manipulate easily. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like inbreeding. Yeah. And then you get this, like, nephew that's slightly... But everybody blamed Ollie. Everybody was like, no, she had poisoned him, and that's why he was dim-witted. But anyway, so Cassander's like, this Philip is the king. Everything's cool. Olympias was like, nope, you're not riding my grandson out of the line of succession. So she took Roxana and baby Alex, and they went back to Epirus. Remember that cousin that she had been regent for? He supplied her with an army so she could go take back Macedonia for her grandson. Shit gets real. Yeah. Um, Things went really well at first. The Macedonian people turned on Cassander and... They supported Olympias and her family. So she strolls in, blood on her mind. She wins the first battle. She had the simple-minded Philip killed, which I think everybody expected. I mean, why not? That's what that's what you expect them to do. But then she had his wife killed, and people were like, well, I mean, they didn't have kids, so that was kind of pointless. Then she had Cassander's brother killed. And then just basically everybody that she could get her hands on in a five-mile radius she had killed. And that's when the people were like, kilt. And that's when the people were like, oh, I don't know her. I don't know her. I don't know her. Her name was like something or other. I don't don't know who that is. I'm not quite sure. So. Shit got real. Shit got real real. So after like killing everybody, they were captured by Cassander the Salamander in the fucking end. Fuck, we've been captured. Uh, she agreed to surrender, you know, quietly, on the condition that she would not lose her life as a result. Of and that it. Roxana and baby Alex wouldn't lose their lives either. So it was like, hey, don't don't kill anybody. We'll surrender, we'll quit fighting, but let's just, just don't kill us and everything's cool. Um, Cassander lied. Yes, at first Cassander was like... Liar, hey. liar, pants on he fire. He was like, cool, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, well, he didn't kill Roxana and baby Alex at first. Spoiler alert. But about a year after having Olympias, because these, these battles, we're going through them like this, you know, but they went on for, this was a good two or three years chunk. But anyway, so his mom's about to die, so let's let's uh, somber down a little bit. So Cassander was like, sorry about you, I had my fingers crossed behind my back. Aww. You're going to be sentenced <laughs> to death. But none of his executioners, none of his guards, they were like, we're not executing the mother of Alexander the Great. No, might be a bad idea. Not happening. Hello, she fucked with snakes and she might have fucked Zeus. <laughs> so Cassandra was like, fine, you know what? He went to the families of all those people that Olympias had had murdered and was like, y'all want some revenge? And, and the families were like, are like, yeah. So in 316, she was stoned to death. By the families of those she had killed. How poetic justice. You know, I... Can you imagine being stoned? 
stoned to death. I would just pray to God that the first, or Zeus, or Dionysus, or whatever, whoever, <laughs> whoever. you to, that the first rock would just knock you out, you know? I think that's what I would do, is just take a rock and, like, knock myself out and be like, go ahead, bitch, just stone me. Get myself it's, some poison It's not like a Bob Dylan, everybody must get stoned. It's a different type of stone. Like, it's not, it's not a wordplay on everybody must get stoned, like Bob Dylan. This was everybody must have heavy fucking rocks thrown at them until they're dead. That's what this kind of stone is. Dead. They're all dead. I mean, maybe they were smoking weed after. I don't know. Fucking Olympias. But, um, <laughs> so she died. And then Roxana and baby Alexander were kept prisoner for six years. And then they were also killed. How do you, like, poison a child? No, the, well, like, he would have been poison. six at that point. But still, but, like, like, I don't. How do you do that? You see it a lot throughout history. Uh, They're like, well, this this little helpless kid has a claim to the throne. And he's a threat, dead. so I gotta poison him. Bye, um, Felicia. Yeah. <laughs> so that was Olympias. I, so I just want to touch on, real quick, today while I was, like, cleaning my house, I put on You that, cleaned? I cleaned. <laughs> I, I just put on on Netflix that, just don't laugh that hard. It's not that funny. No, it's not. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So I was watching, I had on in the background, the Oliver Stone movie, the Alexander movie. It is, it's three and a half hours long. Um, I only cleaned for an hour and a half. So basically she has one third of her job done. It is so bad. (laughs) First of all, everybody has Irish accents. So why do you, I don't get it. So, okay, so when you watch a movie and it takes place in like the ancient times. And it's historical. They all have like. They'll all have British accents, which makes no sense. But I've. None. But it's just, it's just the norm. It's just the thing that's done. But for some reason. I blame Shakespeare. But for some reason (laughs) in this one, well, I think it's because Colin Farrell, who plays Alexander, is Irish. Uh, So they were just all. So everybody's got Irish accents now. Except for Angelina Jolie, you have an Italian accent. Oh, God, it was so bad. And Rosario Dawson plays Roxana. I love Rosario. Yeah. mm. It was, I mean, you see her completely naked. But, like, in, like, their their wedding night scene, it's so bad. Like, she's trying to, like, fight him off. And so he starts, like, acting like a tiger or something. He's like... (sighs) And, like, you can't see me doing, like, the claw thing. And then she does it back at him. And I was like, oh, I can't watch this. This is so stupid. Can I put it on mute, please? But um, (laughs) Angelina Jolie was terrifying as Olympias. Well, she's terrifying in general. Yeah. (laughs) Don't don't watch that movie if you want to learn anything about Olympias. But her legacy, what would you say her legacy is? Um, she was... Ruthless. She was seen in history as a cruel and ruthless bitch. It's not as black it's and not, white as that. And again, if it had been a king killing people and um, standing up for their birthright and being they ambitious. Would be, they would be marked as like this epic leader. She would who, be called, if she was a man, she'd be. we'd be calling her Olympias the Great right now. Yeah. Not muddling through centuries of people calling her a crazy bitch. Where did Alexander the Great come from? This bitch. Where this did he bitch. get his ass from? He, he got it, it from, from his, his mama. mama. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If there's something you want to hear about, hit us up. Um, you can email us at queenshistorypodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Queens. 
underscore podcast. We're on SoundCloud and Stitcher. Follow us on iTunes. It's um, all one word, smushed up, Queen's Podcast. And hey, while you're there, leave us a, v- a review if you have the time. Yeah, and follow us on Facebook. We're called Queen's Podcast. And our intro music is by Case Bart's featuring Beyond Belief. Thanks for letting us use your song. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye boy. Hello, everyone. Takuyi here. And I'm Gabby. And we are the hosts of History of Everything, a podcast which you can probably guess by the name is, well, I mean, it's about everything. Do you want to know why people thought potatoes were evil and would give you syphilis? Are you curious about all the stories of the terrible and stupid ways that people have kicked the bucket over the years? Do you want to hear tales about all of the different badasses of history and the lives that they had brought to life? Well, if so, then look no further. History of Everything is just the right podcast for you. It's available on Spotify, Pandora, and anywhere else that you get your podcast from. Join us for some fun and just see how weird and wacky history can be.